dollars, I like diamonds, I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals, where's my pen, bitch I'm signing, I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks, I like going to the Tula, I put rocks all in my watch. Alright, welcome in, it is season 2, episode 13, we are coming to you here live, across the country, across the nation, and at the end of our week 14 in the NFL, as well as the beginning of week 13, midweek 13 of the EPL. Uh, It's hard to keep track of those, especially when uh, you lose. So you guys have been having a tough time tracking them all season, right? Adam, actually, I I studied numbers at university, so I can count that we're in the 14th week and the 13th week on the 15th day of the 12th month. Simultaneously, that's where we're at right now, coming to you live. Hannah, how are you? There's only two things I know for sure. That's that we record this podcast every week and that I lose in fantasy football. So (laughs) here we are once again. Excellent. Death, taxes, and the Smith Combine. Um, the Sacco. Yep. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll have some summaries of the first round of playoff matchups, as well as the Sacco Bowl or the uh, Sacco Cup, which will become the Sacco Bowl, vice versa. I forget how we describe that. Uh, as well as a very interesting set of game weeks for the EPL that will attempt to explain and ignore the actual rules of, or I will ask dumb questions about. But first, we have. Our questions of our highs and our lows this week. We'll lead it off with Hannah. You're pouring wine. That must be because you have a low this week. Oh, do I ever, Adam? <laughs> what is in a low this week? I um, lost my FPL game. I lost the Sacco playoffs to Pelham. Chelsea yeah. lost to the Wolves today. So, I mean, really, it's a pick your low, any low kind of week. But, uh, I don't know. The sun will maybe come out tomorrow. No, I don't think so. Cause it'll, it'll be the, the same for me. It, the sun will never <laughs> come out tomorrow because uh, my descent into the third place game for the uh, NFL fantasy league has become my low this week. We kind of knew it was happening and I didn't do myself any favors to make it any closer, which honestly makes me feel a little better that uh, I don't even have to worry about it. Also question about this game week. I can't remember um, Pelham. Have you pocketed all the money already, or is there money on the line for the third place game? <laughs> so per usual, Adam, I have pocketed all the money. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, third place matchup is important because I believe third place gets their money back. Hell um, yeah. Wait, $25 now or just 20 Ooh, let me check the fine print on that. Okay. Um, okay. Actually, it's, definitely, it's definitely 20 or 25. All right. Yeah. So I do have something to play for this week. It's definitely worth, you know, you want to win the third place matchup. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I mean, it's worth pointing out maybe as well that in that case, just by Frank making the final, he has out earned Mr. David Mace. That, that's correct. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and once again, Jake's $25. Once again, Jake's $25 donation to the league is well accepted as well. Oh, um, we do appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them what about your low this week? Uh, you know, uh, well, I, I guess as you mentioned, I've sort of got to repay this interest-free loan that you'll have given to me um over the next few weeks here <laughs> in in you know the way of prize money. Uh, but I really don't have much of a low this week, Adam. Uh, I'm pretty high in general, you know, and we'll talk about my highs here in a second, but I guess I'm just tired. You know, it's been a long year, but, uh, I've just got one more day of work, so I'm ready for a big break. Fair enough. 
and I, I know that well, uh, for my golf league, I have the, for work, the same situation where I'm the treasurer and, mm. uh, yeah, it's nice holding on to everyone's money up front when, uh, all of their skins and, and, uh, bets money. So I, I usually have about a, uh, four month, a thousand dollar interest free loan, which I get to float. <laughs> So, yeah yeah it's kind of nice not, not, not the worst yeah <laughs> but now you got on the payback that's fair <laughs> enough um okay poem what is your high this week then so a couple of highs for me this week adam uh number one was decisively avoiding the sacro bowl hannah and i came back from our kicker bowl round one uh played our full lineups and thanks to some good performances from jonathan taylor calvin ridley uh my team did well enough we broke a hundred in the two week matchup uh, and I managed to avoid the Sacco. So pretty, pretty happy about that. Yeah. Question, How question, many times uh, have you broken a hundred points this season, Palm? How many times have you been in the Sacco bowl this season, Hannah? The same. Number. The same <laughs> Ooh, no, wow. I've broken a hundred three times. Shit. I think it's not very good, but I think three times another time was like sort of 98.7, you know, the correct temperature, but yeah, no, that was good for me. And, uh, Additionally, beating Jake in fantasy EPL, it was it was time that he took an L. The man does not change his team, so I was I was happy to beat him by twenty points or so uh, to move up into a, a first place tie. So those are my highs. Thank you, Bill. That was usually my Anytime. segment of only highs of the week. Uh, I know I'm Adam this week. Only high. <laughs> I would like to confirm um, that I do have the highest points against. This season, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, we're in the, we're in the highs of the week. Highs of the week. A wide margin. That is all. Thank you. Well, you had your chance this week against a pretty weak palliative care <laughs> trading company. Mm-hmm. All right. So my high this week uh, also is going to be related to the EPL. Guys, I think I think I figured out how to play fantasy soccer. Now, I still don't know how, like other things work in there like when to use your your little chips and and how playoffs work and and why prices move other than just stonks but like aside from that i finally have a fully i have an operative team and i didn't have okay. to take negative points to do it which involved me winning against oliver and that was good that is a good result I'm, i guess is it because you've taken so many negative points over the last three or four game weeks that you've got to this point? Potentially. I would say it's only the negative points of the last one to two weeks that really matter because three and four weeks ago, I've already replaced those players because they subsequently got injured. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're good. Just no one get injured ever. Please. Hannah, do you have a high? Yeah, I guess. My high is that there's only seven work days left for me personally. And yes, that means I do, in fact, have to work on Christmas Eve because work is a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, I think that about covers it. Yeah, I, I have that feel. I found out I have to work, I believe, the day after Christmas today or this year, as well as New Year's Day. So I, I feel. Isn't Boxing Day on a Saturday? Yeah. You think inventory oh, that- counts? I don't know, man. No man. Saturday, <laughs> one day after Christmas would be clear, but wow, that Fucking sucks. Tell me about it. We'll see. Are they going to Zoom? Are you going to do like a video conference in so you can count the inventory as they do like a pan? No, that's literally how we have to count inventory. Yes. Okay. but that That's nice. not a joke. It's it's really do you bad. Need bad. A, do you need a 360 camera so you know they're not like taking shit and like running it to the other side so yes. you see it twice? You and- need two angles. <laughs> you need one of the close up and one of oh. the whole, like the greater 
like camera. Yeah, they could they could pull a fast one. Okay, interesting. Anyways. All right, our main topic this week is going to be going over our week 14 first week of our first matchup of playoffs. Uh, we'll quickly run through the scoreboard. Dick Dick Goose gave me a solid dicking by almost 90 points here. Uh, Frank taking down Walter Payton Goat, preserving his lead that he had going into week two. Jake squeaking out a win for the uh, potential fifth place here over David Mace, who did start a full team this week, mind you, uh, and didn't have anyone that bad on his bench. Uh, David Hins has changed his name to Too Little Too Late, and as it was, yes, it was Too Little Too Late. He had a fantastic week, putting up 271 points across the matchup, uh, sending wow. Brandon to the Sacco. And then as alluded to, Pelham, you survived your three-point win from uh, week one and extended that lead to around 40 yes. points for the total aggregate score of about 40 point lead. But with that, we'll move along into our treaters this week. Hannah, you're first up. My shooter is still Robert. I don't think we should gloss over the fact that he dethroned the, the number one seed, the reigning champion. He pulled it out, you know, 230 points. It's a lot of points over two weeks. So good on him. He had like a hundred, I think, or sorry, 130 from week one. So very solid <laughs> starting week and then held it strong. Uh, but don't forget, Robert is also potentially a terror on this league because he won two years ago. So I'm not saying he's he's enemy number one, but I don't know if he's enemy number three. That's all I'm saying. Who was it that said, the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Because I'd like to channel that energy right now. That would be Pajama um, Sam, Pelham. Pelham, I do. your shooter this week? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I do. I respect where you're coming from, Hannah. It's a, you know, lots of credit to the man, Robert. I, I do think, however, when you look across this, everybody basically held serve, right? Everybody who had the lead from the first week of this matchup, but one, you know, held that lead. David Hens coming through with a 150 point <laughs> week this past week, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I'd almost say his, his name is like it, it, it was plenty. It wasn't too little, but it certainly was too late. <laughs> so I think David Hens is, is my uh, shreeder this week, partially for, for the same reason, right? I mean, he did, he did very well when it didn't really matter anymore. So that, that sounds like shreeder to me. Well, the question is, did he blow his load too early? And in this case, he didn't because he guaranteed that he did not have the Sacco, uh, which means his ascendancy to the potential fifth place would be amazing if he were able to uh, come back over Jake. Does he play? Is that is that the matchup? I think that's correct. Yeah, that so, would be an amazing uh, surf to the top for him. And and to be honest, I, I would love to see it. You know, they had that brief spat over 0. 0.01 or however many points there. Uh, so would love to see that Jake gets his comeuppance via one Mr. David Hintz. It's no, it's no beating Pelham in the Sacco, but it's eh, not bad. It'll have to do. Yep. And, and for what it's worth, that is my Shreeder also this week to Hintz. So yeah, go good on him. But, uh, with any good segment, we do need to stop off for some dinner. And for that, we're going to hit up our favorite taco truck of the week. Hannah, take us away. Somehow they do get worse every <laughs> week. These I'm never not impressed by that. Um, top of the week. Look, it's clear. It's me. Okay. It was a real well hecking that was had this past couple weeks. Like I said, most points against. There's no hope here. You know, abandon hope, all ye who enter. Rip to me. Pelm? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Although in my case, 
fortunate, but yes, Hannah, your, your team obviously was uh, dismal. Wanted to revisit revisit the sixty point club. Uh, what did they get? Sixty point five this week. Yeah, that's not really what you want. So yeah, sentencing you to the Sacco Bowl and and you know a potential Sacco punishment. It, it's not not deserved, and that's going to be uh, to round it out as well. A, a full plate of three tacos, Hannah, for you. We're going to kind of breeze over more of, of shitting on you and more just questioning. If if you do, you know, if you do end up getting the Sacco, which is by no means guaranteed, have you thought about where and how you're going to conduct these combine drills? You know, are, are you going to be inside, outside? Is it going to be with your dad filming, with Pelham? Is there going to be an audience in attendance? Um, how are you complying with COVID restrictions? I, I have these questions for you. You know, I've thought about it. And you know what? Like a I'm lot. I'm going to keep it... <laughs> Keep it real close to the chest for now. Yeah, we'll we'll see if it even happens. Really, right, right. Not not at all uh, a thing that's going to happen, but something that you do start to have to think about. You know, something that Pelham no longer has to. I've wiped it from it my brain. It would have been way funnier to watch Pelham do it. So I I don't think anyone's going to enjoy this. So that's fine. Name of Pelham sex tape. Anyway, I'd like to hear from uh, Brandon Ho what his plans are because. Uh... <laughs> He's just as likely to, to start doing it, I, I think. I can't say it. I want to say Brandon Ho, check your team, but he does every Sunday morning. So Brandon Ho, <laughs> check the yeah, pod. Usually at Sunday at about 1245. Correct. <laughs> All right. Um, David, if you'd like to trade, I believe trades are still legal. Is that true? <laughs> uh, tra- trades at this point, I think, are sus. Um, point two. Now, trade. Trades I, for cash. Um, I don't think <laughs> I read anything about those in the bylaws, so it's on the table. Robert, actually, you're still something to play for. Um, Hannah, that's perhaps, that's against the Bible. The Bible says you can't do that. What Bible? Not one I subscribe to. But yeah, David Hens, you got nothing to play for. Maybe give me a little, a little something on the, little, little trade on the side. <laughs> That'd be great. You know what would be funny is if Hannah or David or you had to trade with David Hens. But whatever the trade was, it had to be whatever was recommended by IBM Watson in nice. the fantasy football app because those are the worst trades I've ever seen. Like a two life. for three. Yeah. Where yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> anyways, so we'll move along. Uh, we are coming up to the end here of our predictions. We have our final predictions of the year for the NFL. Hannah, you have a thought? Uh, I can't Well, read I that. just have a, a- a quick mention, um, I did pull up IBM Trade Assistant, and Watson says that a trade between David Hens and I should be a three for three. Three out of three, three out of five fairness, three out of five value, value. A Sterling Shepard, Jamal Williams, and Ayuk from me for Cooks, Akers, and Dobbins from him. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I am interested. Um, do you think I should propose this right now? Is that a I'm three a... for three bench swap? I'm, I, uh, yeah, I'm it just... is. But like for Hannah, that's two starters. <laughs> <laughs> Worth considering. Anyways, we're going to do our final predictions for this uh, championship round, including the Sacco Bowl and our finals. First off, we're going to lead it off with the big matchup. It's going to be Robert, the number four seed, against Frank, the number three seed. In this one, I will have to back Robert. His team looked really good. I think they've got some good matchups here in week 15 and 16. Yeah, and, and I'd love to see the person that beat me become a greater enemy in the eyes of the rest of the league to diminish my target. Uh, so I've got Robert in this one. I'm actually going to go with Frank. Look, I've backed Frank for a long time, and I'm not about to stop now. Okay, he's a man of the people. He deserves to win. 
Hot Frogs forever. Very well put. I guess to split this tie, I am going to also back Hot Frogs. Everybody, Frank has been going to the moon and this is his final. He needs to reach exit velocity. <laughs> you stick and, that theme song in here. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We're going to the moon. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We're going to the moon. If you want to take the trip, climb aboard my rocket ship. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We're going to the moon. He needs like a clean landing. <laughs> I do think, yeah. Do you think that Frank needs to change his team name to win? Or do you think the Arbiter of Justice is really a championship caliber team name that we have? Uh, I think Arbiter of Justice is is, is pretty good. Uh, I, I would also support, uh, you know, Salt Lord. Um, a, a master surf, stroke. Surf Bay. A, a final reveal <laughs> of his true self. Yeah, I, I think something like that would be fair. I've, I have, uh, Hannah, unlike you, I have doubted the Franks in the past. Uh, even in recent weeks. So I think it is only fair that I, I jump back on the bandwagon. And I mean, worst case, I curse his whole team. I mean, and they all get injured or get COVID and, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll have to see, but I, I'm backing Franks this week uh, to pull out the win. All right. That'll be our championship. Pelham, that reminds me, Pelham, get the fuck out of here. No one needs your support. Okay. <laughs> We're not looking for any COVID injuries. Okay. True heads. No, we've been here. From the beginning, okay? Take your curse ass right out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, slightly less important matchup we'll move along to. I'm playing against the GOAT for third place. Uh, we'll start off with Hannah in this one. It's got to be the GOAT for me. I mean, do I think he'll win? I don't know. But do I want him to win? Absolutely. Alan? Yeah, uh, late breaking changes for me, Adam. I I'm also going to go with the GOAT. I've decided to go all in. This might be a little bit cheeky and, and game theoretic, but I am countering your predictions for every single matchup so that I have a chance to win this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are no prizes. <laughs> you know, I think it'll be a close one. I, I, yeah, anyone could win, but your team looked sus this last couple of weeks. So did the goat a little bit, to be honest, but uh, I'm going to pick the goat to win. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick myself just because I, uh, and in, in, I, I think I got this. I mean, I mean my team yeah. has, has struggled a little bit there. I, I would say that they they probably got a little too up on their high horse, and you know this sent them back down to earth. But I I think they're gonna your horse died. They it did all right. <laughs> but like any good horse in a video game, it does respawn, and I think they're gonna get back on it. So I have myself in this matchup. Okay. Uh, guys, the next matchup doesn't matter at all. So Pelham, you want to lead us off? Uh, correct. In in another matchup that literally nobody cares about, Purgatory Limbo, we've got David Hens versus Jake Johengen. I am going to back Jake. I think David Hens. You have no reason. Have, you just wanted to pick something different than me. That that's literally it. That, you have no reason to pick. That's me. admittedly part of it. I think David Hens might have blown his load last week a little early. You know, he's peaked at 150 in a single week. He'll be coming back down to earth, and well, and Jake. Mr. Fifth Place Jake, he he does he does love a fifth place. So, but Pelham, you know there there is time. It's a two week matchup. There is time for a refractory period for Mr. Hintz. So you never know. He could be back on. Keep fucking in week sixteen. That for that that reason, is true. We will have to wait and see. For that reason, <laughs> I have David Hintz in the matchup. Uh, I think he will continue. He's got good matchups. He's got five different running backs that he can start. Aaron Rodgers is on a fuck you tour. 
And uh, that'll be it. All right. Hannah, round us out. I agree more, Adam. I mean, there is no way that Hins loses. I'm sorry. There's not. Jake sucks. That's all. Oh, bird. All right. Uh, in our second matchup, that doesn't matter at all. It's going to be Pelham against Mr. David Mace. Hannah, you want to start us off with this one? <sighs> I went with Pelham. I haven't kept track of Mace's team in weeks, so I don't know. I don't think he'll really win it, but I'm going to pick him anyways. That's the spirit. I love it. Pelham? Adam, I'm also going to pick myself un- somewhat unsurprisingly. You know, I would have loved to have seen Jake fall down to ninth place to end the season, but. If it can't be Jake, I'd love to see Mace fall tonight. You know, after being sort of that, was he 4-0? and Whatever. He was one of those leaders, and his horse has died, and, and now everything else has gone down with it. So I think right. I'll win. Mace, I, I wouldn't mind if you don't want to play a kicker. I won't feel disrespected. You just go right ahead and, and do that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And uh, in the counter to Pelham's counter, I'm actually going to take Pelham in this one. Uh, that's going to be three votes for Pelham, so he can no longer no! technically win in the prediction game. <laughs> okay, I want to vote for May. Nope, nope. <laughs> it has been submitted, Pelham. Your vote has no! been locked in. <laughs> the best we can do is tie. Game theorized. <laughs> All right. Finally, in what some would say is the most uh, anticipated matchup of these next two weeks, it's going to be our Sacco Bowl. Who has the Sacco Trophy? Not sure. Who's going to get it? This matchup will tell us. I personally think I think it's going to be Hannah. As much as Hannah's team has uh, potential, I think James Conner just got hurt, I believe. Uh, he hurt his quad or something like that. And uh, Brandon's got three strong running backs in Chris Carson, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Kenyon Drake with some solid matchups. And I think he has a chance to pull this one out and and avoid the Sacco curse. So wait a minute. You just made a pretty strong case for Brandon, but you picked Hannah. Is that right? Oh, sorry. I meant to pick Brandon to win. Sorry. I was picking Hannah to win the Sacco Bowl, as in get the Sacco. Wow. I apologize. That may have not been clear. <laughs> disrespectful. <laughs> it is disrespectful. I'll remember, I'll remember that. <laughs> All right. Pelham, what about you? Well, you forced my hand. I will be picking <laughs> Hannah <laughs> to win the matchup and not the Sacco Bowl. <laughs> to maintain Which tie will potential. Enable me to potentially tie you at 30. 30- six or whatever the heck. all right Pelham, tell me <laughs> tell me my team's pretty tell me why well uh i heard you have this great three for three trade action going on with david hins um <laughs> well you know you know unconfirmed you, you remind me of man you right so so you you sort of seesaw right good week to bad and, and you're coming off a bad week right so so there might be some kind of dead cat bounce who knows uh you know Ayuk seems good. Aaron Jones, free Aaron Jones. Hashtag free Aaron Jones. Let's let's uh, let's get him more carries so that you can get this win. Love that energy from you. I'm also sensing that we should maybe fire the manager, which honestly, at this point in the season, I cannot disagree with. Um, uh, would however, that be you? That would be me. But I am picking myself because really, there's nothing left for me if I don't. So. Yay, go me you could, for not winning. You could, hedge. you could just hedge, you know. That's that is that is less than worthless as a hedge, Adam. Okay. Well um, I, I already tried it. I can't bench 250, so I gotta pass on this combine. <laughs> 250? 
I mean, I think we would accept. I think we would accept less. <laughs> no, we're doing the combine. I'm. I can't. I can't log zero reps. Okay, I gotta pass. Tell him it seems like she's done a decent amount of research to what doing the combine would involve. Hmm. I googled it because I was trying to like visualize Pelham doing it. <laughs> the long jump was really, really doing things. For yeah, me. I don't think I would be benching two fifty either. But uh, yeah, same. <laughs> we can at least do the other things. <laughs> Anyways, all right. I think that'll wrap up our NFL segment this week. We're gonna move along to all right. Welcome back to. <laughs> The FPL segment of your dreams. Here are the standings after game week 12. We've still got You Will Never Walk Alone in first place with 24 points, but nipping at his heels is hashtag in it to win it. Also with, 24 points. also with 24 points. A third team, Rummenings, right there with him. Fourth place, we've got Cobra Kai with 21. Fifth place, y'all remember 1776 with 21, making big moves up to the top. Sixth place, Slabhead Squadron with 18. Seventh, Frank's Red Hots with 18. And eighth, No Can No Gain with 18, which we will talk about later. Uh, In ninth, we've got 85 Bears with 12. Ten, Pelham is a scrud. Sam finally picking up a win. You're welcome, bud. Nine points. Eleventh, Snizzle Snazzle with six. And who are these players with three? Who did he beat? Did we remember this? Uh, Hinsby. Hinsby? That's a great question. Yeah, so it turns out uh, David Hins did get a win back in week six. He actually scored 66 points to beat Slabhead Squadron in a close game. So surprising, but, you know, every once in a while you are going to get a win. So when you say the the clock reads twice a day correctly, that whole adage, the real question is, you know, he's already been right once, but who's going to be the victim when he's right that second time? Yeah, and, and right as we're getting started in our second round of mashups, right, playing everyone for a second time, you just hope that you're not playing him when the clock strikes. When the clock strikes dingus. <laughs> so, but, you know. Yeah. I just wanted to credit to Robin Ings for he had a slow start this year, but he has made his way up to the top of the table. He said he was going to crush the Yanks. I can't say that he's definitively done that, but he is certainly making good progress. All right. So we have come up with some new segments for you guys uh, as we move into our primarily EPL part of our podcast. Our fantasy NFL is wrapping up, so we're trying to come up with some more stuff for you guys. So this is a segment called Game Week 13, Movers and Shakers. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like to... Move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like to. Where I want to find out what did our Tinker Tailors do to their teams on the two-day window, two-hour window? It seemed very short between game week 12 and 13. I want to find out who you added, who you dropped. Do you have major regrets? Are you happy about what you did? So Adam, lead us off. What'd you do? On the scale of Tinker, Taylor to Soldier Spy. I'm firmly in the Taylor uh, side of things. Specifically that I slightly tweaked my team. I had a drop of one Harry Kane and a pickup of one Kevin De Bruyne, as well as a drop from someone else to someone else to afford that, and I can't remember. But 
A little bit. I had two transfers and I had it going on. I, I think he was the premium that I wanted, at least for the next couple of weeks. Man City have some really good fixtures ahead and uh, there's a couple of tough mm-hmm. ones for Spurs. Also worth noting, I did check and you are not allowed to play a Christmas tree or 4-3-2-1 or play Diego Jota in the goal. So those are all of my thoughts on that. Ah, uh, that's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. So you actually dropped one Harry Kane for a man who scored two points today. Is that correct? And De Bruyne? Uh four. He got two points for the bonus. Got bonus points. He snuck in there for two bonus points. And well. he has some really favorable matchups. Not necessarily this week, although it was a very good matchup uh, today. But some upcoming matchups over the next five or six weeks. He's got some good captaincy offset with Sala and Fernandez. Okay, so you're happy with your your choices so far? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't know what Harry Kane I mean, is. All I know is historically what I've heard is that uh, no Kane, no gain. So we'll see how that goes. Pelham, how about you? What are your moves and shakers for week 13? Yeah, so I guess I'm more on the spy end of the spectrum. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is to say, I actually have not made a transfer since November 25th. So that's three calendar weeks. Humble brag. Um, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, I've sort of looked at my team and thought, ooh, yeah, I've got two two free transfers. I should you know, bring someone in. And I play around with it. And then at the end of the day, every time I, I end up bailing and just sticking with who I've got. So that seems to be working for the moment. I do think coming up shortly, I'll, I'll make a few changes, but I'm happy to stick with, with, with who I have. The big change, I suppose, then this week for me was changing my captaincy. Last week, it was Mo Salah, uh, which paid off very well. I think he must have got seven or eight points and then double that, which was great. This week, I have gone with Bruno Fernandes uh, because he is playing Sheffield, I think, tomorrow. So that should that should go well. And then we'll, we'll see. Going into the weekend and the new game week, there might be additional changes. All right. So I guess in the in the scale that I unfortunately set up, I guess I would call myself a soldier because I pick up the one person I'm recommended every week and then I proceed to drop them the following week. So I dropped Joda for Mares, immediately regretted it, thought mm. about taking a negative four, changed my mind because that's insane, stared at my yeah. team for an hour and then ultimately did nothing. So he's still in my lineup. Luckily, he did not play today, so he gets auto-subbed. But I did choose to captain Kane instead of Sala because I saw at the time that Adam was also captaining Sala, and I was like, mm, that's not looking good for me. So I'm still playing a 3-5-2, and we'll see if it works out. And, I'm, and I don't think I'm actually captaining Sala. I think I'm captaining Bruno. You are, yes. And I'm actually captaining Kane, so like... Like we said, okay, again, I'm actually gl- glad you dropped him because that makes my team a little bit more different from yours, which is always good. And you guys are playing each other this yeah, week, yeah, yeah. right? Right. We are. Well, okay. you say week, and then, it's it's much more of a that's right. Concept than- it's a Tuesday to Thursday game week, very very different uh, as we enter the holiday season here. Yeah, December dumpster fire. So, anyways, uh, that brings us to Hot Boys predictions for game week 14. So, Adam. You want to lead us off? All right. So last week, uh, I did not, as it turns out, have a good suggestion. Specifically, <laughs> um, I uh, caused a pelum, and uh, he's Diego Jada's out six to eight weeks. So 
I believe the Liverpool Christmas tree is now dead. Uh, instead, my hot boy is now the Man City Holiday Gondola of Defense, which is known as the five or six players that apparently play in defense for them that uh, all do tend to do very well. And notice this is hot boys for game week 14, not 13, because they did just give up a goal and lose a clean sheet. But if you look back at uh, their fixtures this year, over the first, you know, what, 13 game weeks, they really have like rarely given up more than one goal. And they've had five, six clean sheets or uh, something like that. The question is, can you just pick the right defender that's actually starting for them? Kyle Walker, I think, is the only one, but I'm not willing to name him right now. So also shout out to uh, your team, the team Rummenings. Uh, they're getting big, back a star player that they have yet to transfer in, Mr. Dingus himself, D. Ings. Oh. Danny Ings is now healthy again. I don't know if he's playing full 90s, but uh, something to look out for. I think that should be a requirement that Roman Ings acquire him immediately. Or change his name. Or change his name. Adam, I think you're spot on with the uh, the Man City backline quandary, though. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, that's the Holiday Gondola of Defense, Paul? Sorry, the Holiday Gondola of Defense quandary. Slabhead has fallen for that as well with his recent acquisition of John Stones, who proceeded to not play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you had Cancelo the other week, didn't you? So yeah, it, it, it truly is. When he didn't play, and then he played the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so you really, you know, unless you're in regular correspondence with Pep, good luck. <laughs> the answer is Diaz. It's clear. I'm waiting to pick him up, but he's he's the man. Who? Diaz. From Man City's back line? Yeah, he usually plays, but he doesn't he usually play opposite Cancelo? Like when one plays, the other doesn't? Yeah, assuming Mendy's playing. There's so many. I'm not them. that familiar with Man City. Neither am I. But Ruben Diaz. <laughs> the gondola. <laughs> the ruse is up. It continues. All right, Tom, who's your pick? All right, my, uh, my hot boy for game week 14 is going to be Bruno Fernandez. Uh, he's been held without an EPL goal for two weeks. Uh, he may very well do nicely tomorrow against Shitfield United, but we'll ignore that for the moment because they're going to be playing Leeds this weekend in what will likely be a shootout, potentially. So I could see him getting some points, bouncing back, getting a goal. Additionally, I guess from what I've heard on the street, uh, the PlayStation 5 is a hot boy. Pretty hard to come by. They keep restocking and selling out, but they only cost $500. And if you're Jake, you you have the time to afford sitting in front of a a browser and refreshing for 24 hours until you find one. Now, Pelham, it's only $500 if you want the disc drive. It's only $400 for the digital edition. So is it that hot? Okay. So uh, is that affordable? That might be a deal. That might continue to make that a hot boy. I'll tell you what, if Jake listens to this, (laughs) if he, if he responds to this by Saturday noon, uh, by posting the following phrase, sizzling summer sausage. (laughs) <laughs> my posting sizzling summer sausage uh, cyberpunk huge dick <laughs> either of those options are fine and if he you does do you know we'll we'll buy if he, do, if he does so if jake posts that by noon on saturday we will get him a ps5 yeah i'm in Seems whatever fair. he'll never listen <laughs> all right that's well, confident. my hot boy for game week 14 look I've said it before on this podcast, and I'd like to take this time to publicly apologize for referring to Chelsea as clean sheet FC. (laughs) Um, A lot of you, maybe even most of you have two Chelsea defenders. I'd like to offer you this as an alternative. Ben Godfrey 
is a defender who plays for Everton. He costs five million pounds. His next two fixtures are Arsenal, who've scored 10 goals in 12 games. Not sure if that includes the own goal by Aubameyang. Let's hope not. And Sheffield United, who have scored five goals in 12 games. Okay. He is going to be a clean sheet king. So if you're looking to trade one blue for another blue, Ben Godfrey. Have you considered that you're just bad at predicting clean sheets and it's not Chelsea's problem? That is not what I've considered. So when Uh, Sheffield scores like three goals here against Everton, no comment. I heard McBurney is hot. (laughs) It seems extremely unlikely. Sus, but kind of (laughs) worried. No, I think that's a good call. Is this for five pounds? Yeah. Aren't Chelsea's defenders also like five pounds? I think they were closer to five and a half. They gained quite a bit of value, so you can put some in the bank for later. Mm. Only concern is if you lose value, right? You sell them, you only take half the profits, you get that capital gains tax of 50%, and then you try to buy them back in a couple weeks, you might find yourself skint. Or, Pelham, is it great value when you have Stuart Douglas or Barry Douglas sitting on the bench for a hot 3.8 million pounds so you can go afford other things? We love to see him on the Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed, Barry. So, our last segment this week is our game week 14 matches to watch, or as we've renamed it, the Darbies to watch. Or as we've we also renamed it, the Arby's to watch. Yes, they have the meats. <laughs> so over the midweek games, since they're already in progress, and we're going to skip all the way to 14, which I know seems forever away from now. But... First up, we have Southampton versus Manchester City, which is, as we're recording, number four Southampton and just drew with West Brom, Manchester City. Pelham, what do you think about this game? I think this is going to be very interesting. As as you said, Southampton looks quite the team. They look very good this year. They are susceptible to great attacking teams, but Man City just doesn't seem to have gotten itself in gear, right? I mean, drawing with West Brom today was frankly very disappointing i'm gonna pick man city to win two to one okay adam any thoughts uh, i just learned that southampton's mascot is the saints true fantastic <laughs> thank you so much i love i love southampton's little like sash jersey it reminds me of like um uh, mr premier league 2020 like insert year. yeah but i mean man city's attack has been pretty toothless this year although we did see my boy jack frost he showed up in the Back half of the West Brom game, one Sergio Aguero. So we'll see. Maybe they'll come back. Okay. But um, I kind of think maybe Southampton like two one. That Ooh. could be fun. Yeah. But uh, next game is Spurs Leicester City. Adam, what do you think? Uh, Leicester one zero. All right. Wow. See, I think ooh, that was a tough one because on one hand, Jose's got his Instagram. He's been chatting shit. He might get banged here. But I mean, mm, Spurs, they're just they're just so good so far. I think I'm going to go Spurs 2-0. How about you, Phil? You know, I, I like the idea uh, that the Spurs will, will get a goal and, and clamp down like they n- normally do. I just don't know that it's going to work quite as well against Jamie Vardy. If he's had his two Red Bulls prior to kickoff, I see him bagging a brace, breaking the crossbar, doing something wild, and maybe this game ends in a 2-2 draw. What is bagging a brace? Bagging a brace. A couple of balls in the back of the net, 
bulge the onion sack two goals thank you two red bulls every game so don't worry don't worry about that Give some wings. The the other comment that I would have that I neglected to say earlier was that the way that Spurs have been playing some of the other teams top of the table is that they've been sitting it back and uh, letting counters be the way that they're harvesting goals. And I just don't see that happening against Leicester. And, you know, Spurs would have to play it a little aggressively. But with how sh- uh, shitty Regu- Regulon's been playing lately, uh, letting in that goal last weekend and other things, uh, no. Has he been poor? I, I didn't notice that. You're talking about a defender letting in a goal? Not letting it in, but like playing poor defense. Okay, that was my. I mean, Vardy's a attacker, though. He loves that shit. So we'll see. Yeah, there is nobody you want to chat shit with like Jamie Vardy. Absolutely not. Uh, (laughs) I could see him and Hoiberg getting into a bit of a a scrap. Actually, I'd like to see that. The the, do any of us have Vardy right now in FPL? Yes, I do. do. Not not us, but yeah, I do. I do. Did you just pick him up? No, I've had him for weeks. I haven't transferred. Hannah, he hasn't made a transfer days. since November 25th. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to He is lie. expensive. Uh, he is expensive, but uh, for the moment, he seems to be doing well, so I'm keeping him. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while, but I just, I don't know. I can never buy in. I mean, he always pulls out one goal, but like, I don't know. You mean one penalty? Yeah, he does love a pen. He actually, he actually doesn't like a pen as much as he does like a 90-second minute scrappage where he just like bangs into somebody clatters off them and the ball hits his left kneecap and flies into the top corner. That's, that's more his style. And then he'll go and break the corner flag, shatter it into a thousand pieces. That's Jamie Vardy for you. And I, I like having that energy on my team. Is the corner flag, the brace Chaotic. that he's banging, sorry, bagging. Uh, it, it, it's related. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm still, I'm still trying to catch Maggie, up on that one. Baggy boys. So the last game of the week is Manchester United versus Leeds. I'm curious to see whether Leeds loses some steam in December. They obviously play very like high speed, high fitness football. They'll play it. I think the most fixtures they have so far this season, because they're obviously not in Europa or championship or sorry, champions league. So I wonder if that will start to show some fatigue, maybe man, U will, you know, that'll be their on and off week. It'll be their on week. And uh, I think, Maybe like a 2-1 Manchester United. How about you, Paul? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Pretty free-flowing. Um, depends who Man U plays in their sort of holding midfield roles. But I you know, I, I like Leeds energy, right? They're very physical, attacking, pressing play. So I think it could be a shootout. I'm, I'm going to pick Man U 3-2. I have a question, Paul. There's a man named Fred who plays for Manchester United. Yes. Um, is his higher strategy is it like contractually obligated that he gets thrown out of every other game so that he gets like a red card and then he takes a game off for rest and then he comes back and he gets another red card and then he goes off for rest do you think that was actually written there i don't actually think he had don't answer that i have a more important question is his first name or last name fred well adam you've heard of the great footballer maradona rest in peace yeah that was his last name was it adele beyonce Oh, I'm I'm aware that Maradona's name is not Diego Maradona, right? He's the Beyonce of Manchester United. He's in a league of his own. Okay. His name league is Frederico. You mean like, known as Fred. You think your boy Hulk? He is like Hulk in that he is Brazilian. Excellent. That's all I needed. Yeah, Hulk is also Hulk Rodriguez de Paula Santos. Okay. So yeah. Well, well, there you go. Apologies, Pelham. Please continue <laughs> to answering Hannah's so question. Fred is his name. 
Fred is his name. Scrappy holding midfield play is his game. I have not seen. Did he get another red card recently? I know he got the red card in, I want to say, Champions League, which was partially bad coaching for not subbing him. Uh, I will I will say. But, you know, Fred's not the biggest guy, but he does a good job of covering space and kind of holding that that position. Name of column six, six tape. I like Fred because he kind of plays the role that, that I ended up playing in, in senior year of high school. Missionary? No, like the uh, the holding midfield in a 4-1-4-1 kind of uh, setup. Oh, like a Christmas tree? Not really at all. <laughs> I don't know if that was the Sutra, Adam. I'm yeah, sorry. Actually, if you turn in your textbooks to page 27, you'll find the position I'm referring to. <laughs> I'm just going to call every for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred is Fred is pretty good, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they can play. It's like him and McTominay. I often think are are sort of covering for a shambolic back line. Victor Lindelof, Harry Maguire have been sus. You're you're just listing names. Two months. Sorry, these are play. These are your back line for Man U. I, I'm just <laughs> saying. I, we'll see. I think Fred he can be called upon to get down in the trenches and, and fight when when called upon. So you're gonna take Man U in this one, pal, against Leeds to bring that one. Back. Uh, yes, to reiterate, three to two. Uh, Leeds loves a good high-scoring game that they inevitably lose at the end. Sounds sounds correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no further comments at this time. So we don't really have a game this week, but I do have just a quick little a fun fact, if you will. Uh, maybe a little quiz in here. So I've just looked up the odds in Vegas for the next manager that will be sacked. And I'd like you to guess Matt Patricia. who that is. With odds, this is, um, let me provide some parameters. Um, English Premier League, okay? So I'm looking for the most likely to be sacked first this season. According to this moment, 15th. And according to those odds. Yes. All right. My guess is Chris Wilder. Which team is he with? I I think my guess is Mikel Arteta of, of Arsenal. I think he must be in the hot seat, the hottest seat. So Chris Wilder is the manager of Sheffield United. Yeah. Okay. He's going to be flaming hot as well. Correct. The correct answer is Mikel Arteta with plus 200. Chris Wilder, though, is in second place, most likely Mm. to be sacked, plus 275. Uh, Slavin Bilic is plus 300. I think he's West Brom. Uh, There's a lot of rumors that he's actually going to be sacked tomorrow. So I guess we'll see... They just drew Man City, a lifeline. Yeah, and then uh, fourth is, of course, OGS. Oh, he is. Wow, okay. Even though Man U is actually doing just fine. Haven't Man U won four of their last five? Yeah, but it has been a struggle bus. It's been kind of get the result. Don't worry about how we got here. On the other hand, Sheffield have zero wins. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) They're they're getting really for sure, if they don't have some changes. What about our friendly neighborhood Scott Parker? I'm sorry, see the boring, boring neighborhood Scott Parker. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's with the boring company. I, I think he's think number five. Fulham is likely. doing very well, but they scored against Liverpool the other day. They drew Liverpool, didn't they? So They sure did. Mm-hmm. Any so. team. But yeah, thanks for joining us. If you'd like to come on our pod next week, I think we're kind of switching to more Premier League content. So if you're more into that kind of business, British boys, hit us up. Come join us. Week? Yeah, Maybe the okay, following whatever. Week. We don't need to do the sacco. All right. Oh, contraire. Come on our pod, the name of Pelham Sex Tape. Thank you.
So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go Here we go So put your best face on, everybody pretend you love this song Everybody come hang Let's go out